Get on over to smitty1.com and click on the Underdog Fantasy banner. Deposit a minimum of 10 bucks, and I'll give you a free phone call. We'll talk draft, trade, whatever you want. Go to smitty1.com, click on the Underdog Fantasy banner, and make sure promo code Smitty's entered. Let's go. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. My name is Smitty. We're breaking down rounds one through five. Post J.K. Dobbins going down. How does the running back landscape now look in rounds one, two, and three? What are people thinking coming out of the J.K. Dobbins injury? I'm going to predict that the running back landscape gets turned upside down. I'm going to predict that running backs like Gibson, Harris, a bunch of these guys in the final hour here, this final week of drafting, will go more than one draft slot higher after J.K. Dobbins is raptured from the fantasy football player pool. People are getting more worried about the scarcity of running back. A lot of people that may have gone wide receiver, wide receiver, or running back, wide receiver, or wide receiver, running back, might be second guessing that approach heading into the the coming week because the running back position just became more scarce. I'm going to talk about my favorite players in rounds one, two, three, four, and five. Don't botch this third round pick. It's vital. It's the one pick that can turn your entire team around for the good or the bad. All of that and more, the Fantasy Football Show begins now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. So J.K. Dobbins goes down, and everybody's natural reaction is, oh, Smitty, Smitty, everybody's just going to move up one spot. What's the big deal? As I said at the top, the big deal is that people are going to overreact to the, the scarcity of running back. In some cases, it's warranted, but a lot of people are going to abort going running back wide receiver and abort going wide receiver running back. I don't blame anybody for not wanting to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I just think people need to not knee-jerk react into not going running back wide receiver or wide receiver running back when it is best player available. Because as I've mentioned over and over and over and over again, best player available is the only way to draft. And it it most likely will open up multiple avenues in, in a pa- different path to take. Best player available can lead to running back, running back, running back. I get the most common question I get or the most common comment I get is, Smitty, you obviously aren't a fan of running back, running back, running back, or running back, running back. Not true. Not true at all. I'm a fan of best player available. And if it leads to running back, running back, in the case of, let's say, you have the 1.1. So we'll put CMC at 1.1. If you've got that 1.1 pick, I love when things fall a certain way. And if Gibson had fallen to the end of round two and maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire fell to the top of three, I would love that team. I would love that team. But unfortunately, both of these guys are probably being pulled into maybe even this range. Borderline 12-13 turn, Clyde even in the 12-13-14-15 overall range. The running backs that used to fall to the 12-13 turn are no longer going to be there. The scarcity of running back, JK going down is pulling everyone up from Aaron Jones right here, maybe into round one. Austin Eckler, I see more often than not going in round one, not 
specifically in this order, but Gibson's borderline, Aaron Jones and Eckler now in round one, Jonathan Taylor going in round one. What's happening is all of these wide receivers that we love so much anyway are getting pushed down into round two a little bit further. DK, Diggs, Ridley, not specifically in that order, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown. You will more more than likely find two or three of these guys waiting for you at pick 18 when maybe before the J.K. injury, you may have found one, maybe two. You're going to find two, three, maybe four. Even Najee Harris is going like in this turn area. Najee Harris is going around the turn. I'm going to talk about why I like Najee Harris higher than that. Uh, Adams is obviously going in round one. Elliott's obviously going in round one. My boy Josh Allen is going in round three. I'm going to break down what my favorite build is from the 12-13 turn picks, from the, the seven pick overall. I think I won't go through every draft slot because number six and seven will be very similar. Number 10, 11, 12 will be very similar. And number one, two, three, four will be very similar. So I might attack uh, those three different angles to kind of cover all those those ways of, of drafting. So let's begin with the 1.1 and just say if you've got the 1.1, you're not likely going to get a running back at 2.12 that I deem worthy enough to pass on the wide receivers that are now guaranteed at least one or two of them, maybe three, guaranteed to fall to your 2.12 because the running backs are being pulled up. Now, the weird thing is you don't see much of a difference in round three and four because things kind of shuffle out to become the same come the end of round three and round four so you might expect this to have like an effect all the way down but it doesn't things kind of level back out to normalcy in late three mid three into round four so it's not like you won't see mike davis or javante williams or those kinds of running backs gaskin in rounds four and five you will they won't be pulled up things get level the the wave of of reaction and, and freaking out and knee-jerk reactions levels back out and goes to normal uh, drafting in the in the third and fourth and fifth round. From my experience so far, and again, we've got a week left. It's hard to predict what ADP data is going to look like, what people are going to do, but we've done a lot of mock drafts in a very short period of time, and I've, I've looked at a lot of different drafts. I've done a lot of real live drafts. I've done like eight real drafts in the last like five days and I've done, I don't know, 25 mock drafts so far since the JK injury. So uh, uh, I'm on it. But let's say we got the 1.1. We're putting Christian McCaffrey right there. We may, we may see a Clyde Edwards-Alaire fall to the 2.12 potentially. And if he fell, I would grab him because you're guaranteed to have also a potential Justin Jefferson at the, the three uh, turn pick that you got there so you walk out of your draft completely dominating with Christian McCaffrey Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Justin Jefferson now Clyde probably will go somewhere in mid two so we're going to take him off the board we'll just make him small so you know that he's gone and Ridley could fall Ridley could go here 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 it depends on your league if Ridley's there you walk out with McCaffrey Ridley and Jefferson you walk straight to the bank young man straight to the digital bank and you you say give me my my funds early if Ridley's gone let's put Ridley here let's say Ridley goes DK Metcalf has a real strong shot at falling I think Justin Jefferson I'm going to keep using him here because he probably has the most likely uh, chance to fall to that 3.1 I'm going to write lamb out too and just have lamb here ready to go because I would go lamb here like if Jefferson for whatever reason the way the draft fell he went early lamb 
McCaffrey, DK, Lamb. I like it. I'm not forcing Mixon. I'm not going to force a garbage selection like Josh Jacobs or someone like that. It, it's Lamb or it's JJ, it's DK. I suppose if everything went horribly wrong and Jefferson was gone and Lamb was gone, I don't even know if that's possible because somebody's going to bump down to you. But like, would I consider this? Yeah, I would. CMC, DK, Josh Allen. If anybody says you walk out of your draft when your first players are Josh Allen, number one overall quarterback in my mind, at least top two. Christian McCaffrey, the number one overall running back in my mind. Metcalf. Top five, top two, top three to five, somewhere around that range, you walk out dominating. And let's say DK goes, or maybe he doesn't even go, and you want to take Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Jefferson, and Josh Allen home run. You may not get Allen here, but you can try. I've gotten Allen a bunch of times in the middle of four in the past couple days. I I don't know that he'll fall to the bottom of four, and if you have that 1.1, that's where your pick's going to be. But let's just say you end up with Justin Jefferson, you end up with DK Metcalf, and then in this pick right here, Josh Allen goes too early, which will suck. You could still go with a Kyler in round five. Uh, Murray, put him in at round five. That's fantastic. And then this Josh Allen, you know, Josh Allen gets picked, so here's your top five. Here's your pick at five. I mean, I'm still loving Javante Williams, and at the end of four, which is technically the beginning of five, I would roll out with McCaffrey, DK Metcalf, and again, all the smaller guys are taken. I'm just putting them there so you know they're taken. So Christian McCaffrey, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, JJ, and Javante Williams and Kyler Murray. That would be straight fire. You walk out just, like I said, right, right to the digital bank and be like, you know, here, give it give it to me early. Now, what happens if you're drafting, you know, at a uh, mid-pick? Like, let's call it... Um, Actually, let's, let's start with pick four. Let's just say pick four. Let's see how different pick four will be, and then we'll move on to like the six, seven, eight range, which I think we could encompass in one approach because they're all very, very similar. But let's say, let's put all these guys over here. Let's say we're going to be drafting at the four pick, and I take Elliot. Elliot's quietly my two or three overall. I'll take Elliot or Kamara, you know, side by side, one in one league, one in the other. I won't be afraid to take Zeke Elliott, cuff him to Pollard. You got a top two to three running back in that offense in, in, in Dallas in 2021. What do you do with your second round pick? You may get Clyde. If he falls, you probably pounce on it. You hope to God you can get Lamb in round three. You walk out with Elliott, Clyde, and Lamb, walk to the bank. The only person that might be there before you is the alternate version of yourself that took Christian McCaffrey. Past that, this is a killer team to walk out with. Lamb goes, too bad, so sad. Put Josh Allen in this spot. Again, if someone tells you walking out of a draft, you didn't crush it when your first three picks were Elliott, top two to three running back in my opinion. Clyde, top five to 10 running back in my opinion. Josh Allen, number one at his position. Clyde goes, no problem. Go balanced approach. Get my boy JJ in there. Clyde goes, no problem. JJ, right there. Boom, to the bank again. Elliot, Justin Jefferson, Josh Allen, complete balance. How is that bad? Don't wanna go Josh Allen. Let's say Josh Allen even goes. I don't mind CD Lamb, Jefferson, Elliot. What I don't wanna see somebody do is walk out with this approach, Elliot, Jefferson, or let's say we'll take Jefferson off the board, we'll use a different player. Let's say DK Metcalf. 
So DK Metcalf, Elliott as your first two picks. Round three, you botch it. Round three, you don't take a guy in this range. You don't take a Lamb. You don't take a Josh Allen. But instead, you're afraid that you don't have a running back. So you take a running back that isn't worthy of being drafted in the third round because you're scared about your running back too. With a top four or five pick, you're guaranteed one of your two running backs. So you can get flexible, go best player available like Lamb instead of some garbage running back, go DK instead of a mix-in and, and burn yourself mix in three years in a row this gives you flexibility when you have a top one to five pick you're good you're golden you can go best player available which includes josh allen and a wide receiver you can punt running back two until you get to round four or five you can get javante williams in five with gordon looking a little bit more likely to get run early on williams probably falls into round five now i'm not worried about williams i think he gets a hold of that job sooner than later it could be a blessing in disguise he doesn't start off on a terror and, and hits a rookie wall it could be a blessing in disguise but Williams is still my number one target for my running back two in all of fantasy I love Javante Williams I couple him with a Mike Davis Tony Pollard AJ Dillon my favorite running back to pair with the better half of the of the duo for my my platoon running back too so dylan's not my number two dylan's my number three potential flex play but he's the guy waiting in the wings to become potentially my number two running back should williams falter or should aaron jones get hurt and dylan's just in the starting lineup and looks fantastic but give me williams dylan and and mike davis or give me williams dylan and sermon and pollard Give me that kind of combination. Kenny Gainwell later, platoon your running back to and take full advantage of the Elliott Lamb Metcalf or Elliott Metcalf Josh Allen. Don't drop the ball. Even tight end if you want to go Waller or Kittle and they fall. Don't botch this third round pick. It's vital. It's the one pick that can turn your entire team around for the good or the bad. It can everything kind of kind of depend on this third round pick because people don't go with the best value. Now, if Elliott falls to like 1.6 or 1.7, which he has, two of my eight or whatever drafts that I've done since the J.K. Dobbins injury, like the last five to eight days, I've done that many drafts. He's fallen to six and seven a couple of times of, of the eight or so drafts. I've been ecstatic about it. And everything I just went over applies to the seven pick. To be honest with you, I don't even have to go over the seven pick. Everything I just said applies to the seven pick when you're talking about Elliott falling to six or seven, you get the wide receiver in round two, you get Allen or the wide receiver in round three, you get Clyde in round two if he falls, or if another running back somehow falls like Gibson, which he won't, then you go that route. Otherwise, it's it's Elliott, it's wide receiver, and then it's either Josh Allen, Lamb, or Justin Jefferson, or a tight end, but it's not forcing a running back you don't truly, truly want on your roster just because he's a running back. Now, the only alternate thing we need to look at is that at seven if all the running backs are gone what do you do what do you do if elliot's gone what do you do if there's no viable running back no feeling of of security at the running back position and you're staring Devonte adams in the face now i i earlier before the jk injury would have told you Devonte adams is probably a darn good pick and he still is on his face like he's a great selection but what's it do for your second round now if you draft Devonte adams at six and Clyde falls and there's a I don't know 
40 to 50% chance Clyde would be the the final running back left, and he does fall. Eckler's gone. Jones is gone. Um, all these Taylor's gone. You literally have, I think, Clyde that could be there at like 15, 16, 14, 18, potentially. Then this would work out. You'd hit a home run. Adams, Clyde. You could even go, like I said earlier, Jefferson or Lamb. Or you could go with my boy, Josh Allen. This team would would spit straight fire. This team is absolutely amazing. I love it. But what happens if you go Adams and Clyde isn't, isn't there? Najee's not there. No one's there. And then you got to take a wide receiver, which isn't bad. It's not horrible. But then what's there in round three? Is it Monty? You got to hope so. Who's going to be there? You could get royally screwed at running back um, with this approach. Or you could hit a home run. I'm just going to be honest. You're going to hit it about 40 to 50% of the time. Probably no more. You will hit a home run going Adams and Jefferson. Or if you don't like Jefferson, Adams and Ridley. If you get so lucky. Or Adams and DK. 50% of the time you're going to fail walking out with your running backs. 50% of the time or even 60 um, you might fail. And, and 40 to 50 you might hit a home run and, and the right running backs fall to you. And if that's the case... Congratulations, but probably one of the safer approaches that I like is an approach you're probably going to use at 11-12 as well is to go with my boy Najee Harris as early as 7. I don't care. I don't care if people roll their eyes. This guy is in position to get potentially top 1-5 to volume at the running back position. He could have a cup of coffee with the top 5 running backs in terms of total touches all season long. And he's embedded in the PPR game. Now, you might say, Smitty, we just went through this with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Smitty, why are we going to trust a rookie? We can't trust a rookie again. First of all, last year has nothing to do with this year, especially during a pandemic offseason where Clyde and all the rookies didn't learn pass protection. They didn't have a preseason. And you're going to judge them not knowing pass protection, which leads to PPR output and potential opportunities. You're going to judge Najee on Clyde's offseason. No. But Smitty's a rookie, and rookies didn't work out last year. Forget about last year. We've seen Najee. He's embedded in the passing game. He's already showing he's the PPR guy. He's already being used. He's versatile. He's got good hands. He's got quickness. He's intelligent. He knows how to break out into the open field and make plays. Najee Harris is going to get volume. He's going to be a volume king. And the question you have to ask yourself is if you believe you might miss out on Clyde or the very last running back, let's say you think Barkley or Taylor could fall, whoever, whatever running back you're targeting, and it's different for everybody. Use the process, not exactly the players. I always tell you that. But if Clyde's going to be gone, and let's say he's taken, are you going to feel comfortable with where you're at? You've got to ask yourself this question. Is Calvin Ridley potentially the number one wide receiver in fantasy football in 2021? The answer, I'll tell you, I know the answer. The answer is yes, he could be. He led the league in fantasy football wide receiver scoring for a big chunk of the year last year. So Calvin Ridley most certainly has the potential to be the number one wide receiver. As the same thing can be said with my boy Justin Jefferson. Okay, any of these guys in the one to seven have the potential to be the number one overall wide receiver you can't really say that about the running backs that are falling or potentially falling to this pick so if Najee can be top five and he can and Ridley could be number one and he can why not forego the risk of drafting this man right here 
when you can get his counterpart right here and ensure that you get the running back that you need and desire so much right here. Walking out with Harris and Calvin Ridley feels very strong to me. And if you give me a Josh Allen in round three and you give me a Javante Williams in round four, I'm a happy guy walking out with Najee Ridley and Josh Allen all day long. It, it feels very similar to the Zeke Elliott build. Even better, one of my favorite approaches in 2021 is this Diggs and Josh Allen stack. If you can give me Najee at seven, you can give me Diggs here in round two, Josh Allen in round three, give me Williams in five because of all the Melvin Gordon talk as of late, and then throw another player in round four like Monty, maybe he falls, or maybe a Keenan Allen falls, maybe someone falls, but imagine this team. This team is straight fire. Najee Harris, Diggs, Allen, Williams in five. It's fantastic. You can take Kyler at in the five range. You can take Williams here. You can take Kyler potentially here in, in Williams five, and then you get someone like Monty or Keenan Allen in round three. You can do really well for yourself, and as you see, the one reach we made in Najee Harris didn't hurt us. The one reach we made in Najee protected the integrity of our team, and we took one reach and then a bunch of safe picks to ensure that we had we got on the right course from the very beginning. We didn't want to veer off course without getting the running back when it was best player available. When best player available opened the door, and it does. Najee does qualify as the best player available. When we sacrificed and reached a little bit for the sake of the, the, the remaining, remaining rounds, it did wonders for us. And I'm going to put Josh Allen back up here because that's the team that I want. This is the team that I want walking out from this seven spot in 2021. Josh Allen and Dig Stack carries you week in and week out. Najee Harris is the man and Williams will soon be the man. Yes, Smitty, you're like rookie Smitty. You're just rookie fever. You've got rookie fever, Smitty. Doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it wrong, broski. I hope this video helped you navigate through the JK injury and what you might want to do in rounds one two three four and five depending on your draft slot pick one pick four pick five pick 11 pick 12 pick seven i hope this helped you if it did hit the thumbs up on your way out the door order my text advice you want one-on-one -on -one text advice like this order it at heysmitty.com join me every tuesday and thursday the fantasy football show live 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. every single Tuesday and Thursday and get on over to smitty1.com smitty the number one.com and click on this banner right here underdog fantasy play best ball don't worry about lineups or injuries you start the best team every week without even doing anything it does it for you your optimal lineup gets set for you minimum $10 deposit on a new account gets you $25 bonus cash by underdog and a free phone call from yours truly smitty i will call you up we'll talk about whatever trade ideas you name it so get on over to smitty1.com click on the underdog banner and start playing dfs right now i will see you all later get out of here this is the fantasy football show with your host, Smitty. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm Smitty. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get on over to smitty1.com and play prize picks. Click on the prize picks banner. It's got a football player right on it. Enter promo code smitty, but the link should enter it for you. And I'll give you a free phone call. Prize picks will match your deposit up to $100. For new accounts only, get on over to smitty1.com, click on the prize picks banner, play DFS the right way, and get your free phone call from me.